God. Right? I love this guy. I love this man. I love this man. I, I, I'll be honest. He is per, he's the perfect 85-year-old dude who still thinks he looks good in a yes. skin-tight, <laughs> low-cut, V-neck pink shirt that like you can see his like cancer riddled skin under like it's just <laughs> but he but I love but it fits it all fits hard V hard V yeah the, the, v, oh. the V goes under his dick like it's <laughs> god awful movie 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because it turns out the cup that makes you age rapidly wasn't the worst one. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting <laughs> 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. So, uh, you know who um, you are? Who, who are you? <laughs> who are you, Noah? <laughs> I, I don't. Who are you? They say I that don't. about 19 it's, times in this movie. So, right. Yeah. And I will answer you in Act 3. I'll, yeah. I'll wait until okay. Act 3 after the As break. As you guys are listening to this review, you should all think about that, though. That's important. Who are you? Just get ready. Get yeah. ready to answer. Vague questions are deep. <laughs> it's, it's a good movie. The movie. Of course, Eli was deemed non-essential this week, so he's been furloughed. But in his place, sitting 2,600 miles to my west-northwest, is the host of the Opening Arguments podcast, the Serious Inquiries Only podcast, and the Comedy Shoeshine podcast, Thomas Smith. Thomas, welcome back, sir. What's that? Oh, sorry. I was just enjoying the sensational McDonald's number one value meal. <laughs> Big Mac sandwich, French fries, and a soft drink. But uh, but hold on, let me just put that deliciousness to the side. Makes you feel like a champion, doesn't it? <laughs> Did you know they'll refill your soda just no matter what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a, it's a wonderful buy. restaurant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so happy to be here. Um, I it's a little different when I'm filling Eli's role because I feel some pressure to like. That'd be funny, but I'll oh. try to ignore that to the best oh. of my abilities. That's how we're going to start <laughs> it off. All right. All right. I like the antagonism early there. So tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today other than your role on the show? All right. We watched one more round. It's the story of a Christian movie bingo card come to life. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The whole script it's just a terrible infomercial for like a like a compilation CD of Christian movie tropes. Just like, <laughs> order now, you'll get bad sportsing. <laughs> you'll get lots of black friend. You'll get... Uh, you you'll got get a, Ryan and Colin Mockery doing the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Ryan>. <laughs> you'll get a cartoon of Noah, Eli, and Heath. What? That's... Oh, yeah. middle, who wrote exactly. that? <laughs> what are the odds? No, this movie was a true all square. Oh, my God. I feel God. bad Eli had to miss this one. Call uh, in the next 10 minutes. We'll even throw in Cancer Girl. <laughs> <laughs> They will. <laughs> and Thomas, how bad was this movie? Well, if you're a huge fan of the county fair, but you've often found yourself thinking, why haven't these wonderful carnival employees ever gone into filmmaking? You will love this movie. I think I know why you guys picked this one for when Eli is out. It's got like 19 different disabilities, atypical <laughs> physical traits. 
and a nine-year-old girl with cancer, you're like, this is the only time we can do yeah, this. Yeah, right. It's very important. <laughs> I think the, the office, law offices of Pedro oh. Torres issued you a cease and desist on <laughs> any other time but when he's gone. Oh, no. This is like a window for, like, getting a satellite out. Like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is important. <laughs> well, okay. So now here's the thing about these particular carnies. This is the third of their movies that we've done. All right. This is a whole like filmmaking team. These are the same guys that wrote and directed and starred in the unexpected bar mitzvah and right to believe, which are, they may not be the two worst movies we did, but they're both in the top five, right? They're close. They're really <sighs> close. Yep. Yeah. This one, I'll be honest. This one, uh, this one hit hard. Like this was, I mean, I know this is your job. So I'm actually kind of curious how you guys are holding up. Cause I, I, I mean, cut this out, but like, I can't perform sexually ever since I watched this. I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I barely, I have no connection with my daughter anymore. Like I just can't even, this one was so bad that I, I, it was like, you remember, uh, Arrested Development? I like to do Arrested Development references every time I'm on here with you. Good. Remember when, uh, Tobias does the hair plugs? And, and they reject his body is reacting. Yeah, that was me watching this movie. It's like oh, my body. Shit. You got graft versus hosted. My body just did not. I couldn't take it. It was like no, this is like real human. Like, Interesting. Okay. Uh, counterpoint. This improved my sex life. So there you go. Like everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the the punchline to this movie actually comes before I even begin watching the film. I check out the IMDb page. The description of this film is literally this is the entire thing. Quote, basically the Christian version of Rocky, end quote. The yeah. 1976 Oscar winning picture about a down and out pugilist. Was this was this in your estimation, Heath? Basically, the Christian. This is version. basically Rocky. Yeah, this is basically Rocky. Um, do you remember basically. Rocky Three with Mr. T, Clubber oh, Lang? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it's it's basically that, but they lost Mr. T at the last second, and then they went around <laughs> it. But yeah, basically the same thing. Uh, while we're on descriptions, did you guys read the Amazon description? Because oh. it bothered me so much. No, no I don't know it. I think you're kind of the, the the writer here. So let me let me ask you this. Let me just read one sentence here. This is sentence number two. With his back against the ropes, Jake decides to step back into the ring one last time. That's not and how like, the directions would work on that. You can't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't use a metaphor in the first clause that like totally interferes with the literal thing right, that's yeah, happening exactly. in the that's second. The literal that's thing like in the was second like, clause. <laughs> if I was like, on thin ice, Jake decides to go back into ice fishing. Yeah, right. And you're like, is he is he fishing on the thin ice? Or Wait, what? Hold on. Is he, Hold he on. might fall in if he's on the thin ice. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like. like <laughs> this All is right. the failed metaphor of Rocky Christian yeah. fuck. <laughs> Uh, so all right so other than descriptions is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at oh yeah okay i'm going with best worst negative character trait um uh -huh. which is science knowing um <laughs> at, at one point they're trying to characterize a bad guy in this movie 
And the writers are like, okay, what's evil, guys? What's shout? Just shout them out. When Jews, uh, okay, uh, we already did that. We've already got that uh, unexpected yeah, bar yeah, mitzvah. We did that one. Okay, gay people. No, uh, right to believe. Uh, all right, <laughs> evil uh, physics. Evil physics. Yes, yes. <laughs> evil phys- Newtonian physics is a bad character trait. Yep, knowing it. Okay, so I was gonna go with best worst. Pushing through the pain. All right. (laughs) So in every sports movie, there's a point at which our hero just, you know, can he make it through? Can he push through all this pain and all this resistance or whatever? But there are some types of pain you don't push through, right? Like, so if at one point in your movie, the basketball player mangles his leg and the bone is sticking out and the coach sends him (laughs) back in, the coach is the bad guy, right? (laughs) Oh, I can't wait till we get to it. Oh, it's so good. Get to it. I'm going. I'm willing to bet, although I'm not sure, but I'm willing to bet in your 179 episode history. Have you ever had this one? Best worst parking. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> That's such okay, a good answer. Best worst park. I was wondering because this is uh, this is unbelievable. I. I one of the times it's laughed off and like explained, like, oh, I didn't want anyone to hit my car. But then there's another scene where it parks like sideways in the fucking thing for no reason. And then there's another one that I didn't even know about before I made this joke that we'll get to uh, that. I'll, I'll just leave as a teaser. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I might know the one you're talking about. I was yeah, well, fucking that- furious. I wanted to drag somebody out of a car and have a mob beat them in New York City. I would. I was so <laughs> mad about that. <laughs> Yeah, like keep in mind, Heath gets pissed when they like front in parallel park and have room in these. That's not even parallel parking. It is technically parallel, but it's not front (laughs) in. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Grow up. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. Well, if we're going to put Thomas through this movie again, he's obviously going to need a training montage. So we're going to take a quick break for that. And when we come back, we'll dive into all the glorious stupidity of one more round. Boy, I sure do like having Thomas on the show more than having Eli on the show, right? right? Yeah. yeah. God, if only there was some way to make it permanent. Oh, shh, he's coming. Mm. He's coming. Shh, okay. All right, I'm back, guys. You ready uh, Ready to record? Hey, yeah. Uh, well, uh, almost. Still just checking my uh, sound knobs. Sound. Your what? Sound knobs. Hey, sound hey knobs. Thomas. While he's doing his sound knobs, uh, apropos of nothing, but let like if the three of us were doing a live show, how would you feel about coming out on stage in your underwear? I mean, I got to be honest, like I'm a dad now. I don't I don't think I'd be comfortable doing that. Well, uh, that's because you haven't tried Mac Weldon underwear, obviously. Well, no, that that's not what I meant. Trust me, Thomas. I've worn your underwear. They're uncomfortable mm. and you don't have to be embarrassed about that. Wait, you've what? Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. They make the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, sweatpants, and more that you will ever wear. They even have a line of naturally antimicrobial silver underwear and shirts, so you'll smell less bad. Okay, I don't think I need a smell-reducing underwear. Oh, uh, you do, Thomas, you do. But if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they'll still refund your money. No questions asked. 
Their website is simple to use and takes all the frustration out of shopping for underwear and socks. No more guesswork about the fit. No more awkward moments wondering how long staring at these shelves is too long. Right. Yeah, but it is uh, four minutes, 43 seconds. Just really? so everybody knows. Yeah. Um, security guard actually told me that. That's that's a fact. That's their guideline. Huh. Mm-hmm. Guys, if I buy some Mack Weldon underwear, can this conversation end? You bet. And you can get 20% off your first order by visiting MacWeldon.com and entering the promo code PB. That's MacWeldon.com and use promo code PB for 20% off your first order. What does PB stand for? I don't know. Like, lead? <laughs> <laughs> Mac Weldon. <laughs> Apparently, they didn't give us a slogan. No. They didn't. Just their name right on the nose. Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon. <laughs> All right, Toms, I cannot thank you enough for helping out while Eli's away. Oh, please, it's my pleasure. Great, great. So, um, I know you've been on before, but with Eli gone, we're kind of hoping you could step into his shoes a little bit, you know, kind of provide what he usually brings to the show as best you can. Well, I, I'm not sure if I'm up to that, but I'll do my best. Great. Yeah, we weren't sure if you'd be up to it either. So we wrote down some lines for you to read. Like, so whenever you're in doubt, just use these. Uh, thanks. But I, I, I'd kind of rather just bring my own thing to the show. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. No, just read the lines. I want to fuck a. Yep. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm comfortable reading you didn't these. Finish that okay. One? No, okay. We'll, we'll ease you into it. I get it. Okay. So, so Thomas, you sure want to have sex with children, don't you? Right. I don't. Right? No. Okay. Um, um, not really uh, Not really nailing this so far. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll try another one. Um, so, Thomas, have you dug up and molested any corpses recently? Oh, fucking <laughs> gross. <laughs> no, you fucking <sighs> sicko. You know, uh, that's right. disgusting. Hey, uh, you sure you don't want to just read those lines? We put them right there for you so you know what to do. Guys, I'm not going to play the part of a pedophile or a necrophile for you. All right, two-thirds of our jokes rely on having a ready necrophiliac character, Thomas. Do you even listen to this show? It's conservatively, two-thirds. I, mean, I, uh, I, somet- I used to. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. I have a baby, guys. All right, well, actually, you're stepping in for Eli, so if you could cast a little doubt on your daughter's paternity also, that would be great. Just right no. here. When, when you could do it Look, now. I've got to be honest. I'm starting to feel a little unwelcome here. It's it's less that like you want me on the show and more like you just want somebody to pick on and belittle that doesn't have enough self-esteem to stand up for himself. See, mm-hmm. I told you he'd get the hang of Eli's role. No, you didn't. No, I, I didn't. Right. Yeah. So how do you feel about wearing a cheerleader outfit? <laughs> Here's a picture. <laughs> And we're back for the breakdown. And we're going to start this off with an opening line that, like, I could hear Heath's heart drop from Cincinnati. We're still on a black screen. We're still showing the logos and shit. And a voiceover says, and now from the world of sports. (laughs) It's so bad. Bad sportsing within three seconds, I think it was. Because that is just saying the word sports. But then they say, we start off in the ring. Yeah. The boxing ring. The boxing ring. I was ring. like, yeah, we fucking know. We know <laughs> it's not the fucking three ring circus. Like, it's not Johnny Cash ring of fire. Does that mean I need to listen later to find out what happened in the basketball ring? I kind of need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody catch the bed, the hockey ring scores? <laughs> I love to. 
there's still the cheering going on. Because like he left, yes. the, we find out he left his fight. So the cheering is still going on, but it's also in the newscast. Like, I'm wondering, is this, is this like a Today Show Al Roker situation? Like Al Roker, he's out there with the crowd still cheering. All right, we're going to get to the boxing ring. And also, he left the fight. What are they cheering? Yeah. yeah. I think the uh, the simple solution that we find later on in this movie, too, is there's a cheering button that somebody made that's just <laughs> yeah and it goes on perpetually for whenever there's any boxing like just there's cheering <laughs> non-stop cheering yeah okay and, and we're gonna get introduced to it first person really quickly here because so the credit ends we get our first glimpse <laughs> of how poorly filmed this is this this is where we get that little opening dream sequence now our main character jake he's in a boxing ring Right. And around him is just blackness because they could afford a boxing ring, but not one that you could put a crowd near. Right. Yep. All right. So, yeah. So he's having a dream that he's boxing and all the different demons from his past are showing up hilariously in the various corners. Right. Yep. <laughs> his mother-in-law is there. His his ex-trainer, Kevin Sorbo, is there. Oh, it's so good. I mean, basically what we're watching here is Kevin Sorbo describing a very real nightmare that he has every night since quitting Hercules. <laughs> in, in, which he, in which he gets taunted by famous Hollywood actor Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying this This was Kevin Sorbo's nightmare and he wakes up and he's like, oh, hon, oh God, I had the dream I was in that fucking horrible movie again. Oh yeah, right. They were the <laughs> actors and they were, I was trapped in a ring and they were so bad. They were so bad. <laughs> Show me the Christian movie bingo card. Oh, no, there's a top spinning on it. What's happening? Fuck. <laughs> Show me on the bingo card where this movie touched you. <laughs> it's the middle square. All right. So, so, okay. So he wakes up from his nightmare at a meeting at work, right? Like we're supposed to later have sympathy for this guy when yeah. he loses his job. We meet him waking up at work. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, sorry, one little quick detail we should mention. His name, this actor, is Tommy oh. Lee Thomas. <laughs> Tommy yes. Lee Thomas. So, hey, buddy, what's your stage name going to be? Tommy? Okay. Tommy Lee. Don't say Jones. Uh, Thomas. Tommy Lee Thomas. <laughs> so that's what he went. For, yeah, when? first he was like Tommy Lee Tommy. And he's like, oh no, shit, I get it. No, fuck that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> literally, just don't say Tommy or Jones. Uh, Thomas. Nailed it. <laughs> Thomas Jones. Uh, shit. <laughs> All right. And then, okay, so my first note on this next scene when he wakes up is oh my God, there's an African American little person with a speech impediment in this film. I'm very happy we don't have Eli this week. Yeah, yeah. We just went in. He woke up in Twin Peaks, I guess. Or something. <laughs> like, is it still a dream? This cast is so fucking weird that they literally had to write in lines explaining like what species everybody was. Like there, there's, because you're so unsure. You're like, what is happening here? So that that person you're talking about is named Stu. And they literally, I, I'm pretty sure this was intentional. They wrote in, Stu, you're 25. Stop acting like a kid. <laughs> so that people wouldn't be like, is this a kid? And then it doesn't stop there because you got Lawrence and he's he's like an old Tignotaro. 
Kind of like, and I wasn't sure. Like, honestly, I was not sure this person's gender. Like, I'm not no judgments or anything. I just didn't. I wasn't 100 percent on the gender. And a second later, they're like, "You couldn't even beat an old man like Lawrence here." Like, <laughs> by the time the horrific boss comes out, I, I was surprised there wasn't a line that was like, "Yeah, this guy who definitely doesn't work at Gringotts Wizarding Bank." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He absolutely looks like Dave Foley fucked a female Gringotts goblin. 100%. Yeah. Halfway in between those oh, two God. faces. Yeah, this, that would be, okay, so that's our cast of characters. We have uh, Stu, we have Larry the Closeted Homosexual, and we also have Angry Jew Boss. Oh okay. my God, this guy. Question, is the boss also a little person? I mean, yeah, no, th this is... This is the thing. The lead actor is so fucking short. We got a real Tom Cruise situation that I wonder if this, he was like, okay, find me the fucking shortest, <laughs> shortest <laughs> co-stars. And they found Shorter. literal little people. Yeah. Like that, that, I can't believe Cruise hasn't thought of that before. I need, I want Pavarotti as a jockey. We have that. We have that. It's perfect. Yeah. We, our buddy is Pavarotti the jockey. He's very but smart. Pavarotti as a, as a jockey who's gained 400 pounds and is 30 years out of the game. Yep. That's it. That's yeah. how. Right. Yeah. Right. So the key here, though, is the boss is very unimpressed with Jake's job doing. And look, we met, we just met this character. He's asleep at work and he forgot to wear a tie. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Okay. Can we talk about this? So lesbian Ken Burns is like, <laughs> which actually might, might just be Ken, Ken Burns, but uh, he's like, no, don't worry. Cause he's, yeah, he's forgotten his tie. So he's got to go home. He, he just fucking woke up and, and lesbian Ken Burns is like, hey, don't worry. Things will get better. You just have to believe. And it's like, dude, what? Or maybe you remember to wear a fucking tie if your boss demands it and don't literally sleep at work. Like, no, yeah, he's not just sleeping, by the way. He's hitting fucking REM sleep at work. Yeah, you know how right, hard right. that is to do? He's in a his full dream. That takes a good at least like a half hour, 45 minutes and a minimum of just like solid sleeping. I don't think believing is the issue here. <laughs> yeah, I think right, like, right. We're it also may be the an issue. It could be an issue, not the yeah. primary one. Yeah, like, hey, step one, don't be a total fuck up. Like, I don't know. There's not, yeah. This isn't a luck issue. This is like <laughs> very, this is very choice based, I think. All right. So I guess after a hard day of napping, he gets home <laughs> to his family. Uh, uh, this movie, can I just say, we're, we're five minutes in. And I swear to God, it's so bad. It's so awkward, so fucking awful that I really, half of me did expect Tommy Lee fucking Thomas to just snap out of the character he's not even doing and just <laughs> turn to the camera and be, okay, guys, you know what? <laughs> Making movies actually a little harder than I thought. Okay, we can't. <laughs> this is a cool idea. I, you know, we gave it a try, but like, this is, I mean, fucking, uh, Noah, you're like a amazing juggler, right? Like, I don't know how the, the world juggler ladder system works, but like, you're probably, you're somewhere on there. Right. And like this movie is like, if I fucking woke up one morning with the confidence of Eli and was like, you know what? Fucking juggling isn't that hard. No one, no one can do it. You just, you throw shit and you catch it, whatever. And I like booked a performance, like a real yeah. performance. And I go out and I'm like, I, this is, I got that. I'm a genius. I fucking have this. And I go out and I throw a whole bunch of things. And for like three seconds, I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm I'm doing it. And then I throw a bunch of stuff in the air. 
and I catch none of it. And then I realize like, oh, I'm not, I don't juggle. Oh, that's the <laughs> shit. Juggling is actually pretty hard. And like, I may, never mind. Okay, sorry. I don't, I'm not a juggler. Sorry oh. about that. I'm, I don't. No, the le- that's this movie. The it level of confidence like, I- on this team of actors, not just him, it's staggering. It's baffling. <laughs> it really they're is. So despite all bad. the evidence. Like, and you these can guys tell are constantly- like ad-libbing like, oh, let me, let me give you a little... I'll give you a little extra on this line. Let me, uh, we're basically second city. We're basically, I mean, this is, we're crushing this. <laughs> well, so, so, but here's the thing though, is that they all turn to each other and they're like, how was the acting? And, they, and the other guy goes like, well, you just have to believe. And they're like, right, right. No, that is the entirety <laughs> right. yes. of the, the feedback yes, I require. And believe you. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. You go. And can we talk about the argument between the, so we got an argument between the fucking Jake, the jackhammer which is the main character and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, his wife. And okay, again, I want to, I want to tread lightly. I'm not trying to insult anybody, but this argument as written is between two people who are developmentally disabled like this. Yes. Is, and and that, nothing wrong with it. It's just, that's not intentional. Like I think they, they're so bad. They're literally, here's the argument. You need money job to money for home and food. <laughs> and he's like, I do job money. And I do. <laughs> She's like, no, you not job food money. Ah. At one point, they actually say, we only have until the end of the month to pay the mortgage. And it's like, yep, that's, um, yeah. that's how those that's how usually it all works. Work. Mostly. With the mortgage. What do you think? Uh, yeah, you? really, really came out of nowhere this month. <laughs> were you guys, what were you doing until now? I could have sworn this had 30 days. I bring, I bring bag of shells to the bank every six months or so. They take my shells. I don't know. All of a sudden, we got a, a letter in the box of letters, and it says shells no good money now month. What? <laughs> but but then that's really emphasized when mother-in-law shows up. So the conflict in this movie, right? You have to have him down and out. So the mother-in-law says, I'm going to pay off your bills, but I'm taking your wife and daughter with me. And I'm like, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the fuck I'm gonna is going to loan on? you money and take, uh, I need collateral, your family. I will be taking <laughs> your family as collateral. This works great for the Romans. So. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right. So the next morning he's getting ready for work. And we have to spend some more time with his five-year-old because he told her she could be in the movie too. Yeah. Ugh. It close-ups. It, if, now, if you're watching along, I want to just like trigger warning, like brace yourself because this morning opens with a close-up like it's fucking uh, Jack Nicholson and he just hit the fucking ax through the door <laughs> and the, it's on the daughter and she goes, you are the tie I gave you, daddy! And like her eyes are fucking bugged out. I don't know what kind of crack they gave her to do this. It's it's horrifying. So just fucking just oh, be absolutely terrifying. For somebody who's a little sense, you know, anxious, <laughs> sense of just be 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 warned. Yep. All right. So now we wind up in the first of the bad parking scenes. Oh God, it's so good. Now here's the thing: it's so poorly done that I'm assuming his car is going to get towed, and that's part of the movie, right? Because he's very clearly parked right under a no parking fire lane space. Yeah, they don't seem to be aware of that ever. 
guys, I have to confess, when I had already written the parking joke before I noticed the sign that said, <laughs> oh, really? I wrote it based on yeah, the other two parking things. And then I saw you in your note, because the second time I watched it, I, I watched with, with your guys' notes, and it said, no parking violated. And I was like, he's making a joke, right? That can't really, he's, that's all a funny joke, Noah. Like, no, yeah, imagine. And then I look up in the top of the frame, no, like, dude, the yep. sign is right there. They could have cut that out so fucking easily. Yeah, it's like, just tighten this- the fucking shot. <laughs> no. Size of the frame, uh, neon flashing sign. You may yeah. not park here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. So, yeah, so he's he's grabbing this crappy looking pizza on his way to his terrible parking. And this is when he notices a new boxing gym in town. Oh, my God. And the way he notices it is so fucking stupid. He like he drops his keys so fucking intentionally like, oh, blah, blah, I've dropped my keys somehow like an infomercial. And it's just so that he can look over at the boxing gym across the street. Like, like you can, he needs an excuse. You can just look at stuff without a fucking MacGuffin. <laughs> you don't need a MacGuffin to look at things in a move. Like moving eyes don't require a plot device, but they think it does. So, so he drops his keys and then he locks eyes with the box like he might as well bump heads with the gym while they're walking down the street and have a meet cute like and they just like they both drop enormous amounts oh, of paper and they're like oh hello jim hello human yeah it's so dumb yeah and then they do a quick flash back or a I, hypothetical we never know because like it cuts to a black and white infomercial of Maybe I should take up boxing again. And then his wife's like, that's the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard in my life. Shut (laughs) the fuck up, you human garbage, essentially, is what she says. Yeah. And then we don't know, like, was that him hypothetically imagining? Like, maybe I'll tell my wife that or did he already? Unclear. We don't know. Again, you can just walk into a building without a MacGuffin in a movie. Like, you don't need a flashback (laughs) to explain that. They're really establishing the fuck out of this scene. They're like, we need to know why everything is happening at every second. (laughs) Just a flashback to the crew making a movie. Okay. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah, to him telling his wife, what if I made a movie? That's the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard. And he still does it. He still does it. Flashback to what if I told my wife that I was thinking about making a movie? (laughs) (laughs) That's the dumbest fucking idea. (laughs) Then flashback to like, how many flashbacks do we need in a good (laughs) movie? Just flashback to a pale blue dot. All right, I think we've established everything. Good. We did it. All (laughs) All right, so he walks into the boxing gym. There's an enormous black dude who will play the part of the bad guy just by being black. Yes, this is O.J. Simpson Jr., Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> See, you that reaction. You don't know if I'm joking or not. You think it, I might be serious. You're not sure. <laughs> I swear to God, I looked it up to make sure it wasn't OJ Simpson's son. I, because <laughs> it looks a lot like young OJ Simpson. Does he like, have I don't a child? Know how big of a fan you were? No, I don't. Well, I don't think so. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure not. So, so he goes in. And the 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 black dude who's getting trained as a boxer is very rude to him. But the trainer recognizes Jake. He's like, "Hey, yeah. wait a minute, you have a backstory. Let's flush this out. A bit. Let's <laughs> tease it a little. Tease it for us." And it it gets better because then after after some again, OJ Junior is really mad at Jake for no conceivable reason. I think it's just. We'll see a theme of this movie is that, you know, black people are, are bad. So yeah. uh, he's just really angry. Just for uh, walking in. It's just like he's yeah, mad yeah. that he walked like, in. Like a record lost, needle pops up. fucking asshole. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a full biker bar inside this boxing ring is staring at Jake when he walks in. It's, it's, it's aggressive. Yeah. yeah. And look, okay, so at the end of this movie, he's going to fight this black boxer guy, right? So they're trying to set up some antagonism between them, but yeah. it's so sloppily done that when, like, Jake leaves the gym, the black guy calls out to him. He's like, yeah, run away. You never finish anything, do you? Oh, God. And then... Again, we get he so he gets in his car and he do, he says to God, God, where did I go so wrong? He says as literally no parking fire lane is above him. <laughs> it is horseshoe theory fucking family guy level comedy. Like, where did I go? You're parked in a fire lane. <laughs> this is not God has nothing to do with this. Oh my god! My favorite moment here was because he's supposed to get angry and like punch the dashboard here, but he clearly doesn't want to fuck up the rental, so he just gingerly passes it. Can we get the insurance for ten? No, no, just tap it, just tap it lightly. So okay, so Stu and Larry are chilling at the furniture store. We've got to we got to hash these characters out. Um. Stu is worried because his fortune cookie isn't lining up with his horoscope. What a silly way to live one's life. <laughs> so Larry says to him, that's that's lesbian Ken Burns. He says to him, he's like, Stu, believing in horoscopes and fortune cookies is silly. Try believing in the Bible, <laughs> yeah. which he uh, describes as Something with a 100% track record of accuracy. <laughs> yeah. And then he points out how it's not even close to that. <laughs> he's, nope. He's like, yeah, so you, it's perfect. It's absolutely 300 references to the first coming of Jesus. 800 references to the second coming. Fuck. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can't. That's not. This is, that's history before it happens. Like, yes, he does. Every fortune cookie is off. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking amazing to, in your own Christian movie, make the argument that like, look how accurate this is. There are 800 predictions that haven't happened yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, that's not how accurate it has okay. so much accuracy <laughs> potential. <laughs> the potential for accuracy is <laughs> staggering. 800 <laughs> accuracy potential. Can, can you imagine if these come true? Like, it's going to be pretty rad. Like, it's going to be really accurate. You guys will be like, Whoa. so Jake comes in while they're having this conversation and there's a there's a, a customer in the furniture store. So they let Jake go make the sale because he needs it. <laughs> yeah. 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 How does this store normally work? Like it's it's this ridiculously huge, like Ashley furniture, giant store. Nobody's ever in it. And four active salesmen at all times are just yeah. ready to run it. Like, do they do we normally watch like. An 80-year-old man, a little person, and a boxer fight each other and then go over to the customer whoever wins? That seems extreme. <laughs> yeah, they do the little, I think they do the little peering around a corner thing where, like, the little guy's on the bottom and then the boxer. <laughs> they do that. Boop, boop, boop. All right, so now, so he's going to make this big sale. We have to, we have to pause for uh, a minute here, though, to cut to wife and daughter. They're moving into mom-in-law's house, and we have to remind everybody that mother-in-law is a horrible, horrible bitch. Right? She, <laughs> yeah. she has the whole like, there will be no toys in the living room in my home. <laughs> the the mom is like, uh, you're never seeing your husband again. He's the fucking worst. I hate him and all the straw poll. Uh, 
how many of you are completely on the mom's side? Because I, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm kind of, <laughs> uh, I mean, they do make her a little too unnecessarily evil, but like I'm 80% with her. No, I'm okay. I'm going to, I'm going to make a better vote. I'm 100% with mom at this point. Mother-in-law is <laughs> okay. correct okay. from every like logical perspective. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. granted, she's like yelling at a child and skinning Dalmatians in the scene, but like logically, <laughs> she's correct. Let's just be like, yeah, but like from her perspective, she's got to be like, um, this, this, these people don't know literally how mortgages work like this. No, they can't right, right, right. He's got a They're job getting... <laughs> fighting with two other guys for the one customer a day at the furniture shop. <laughs> I need to take custody of your child. You cannot be trusted to raise a human. That is correct. Oh, God. Well, I'll tell you what. The, sh the shame of it is that you don't have Eli here to back you up, because when this when the mother-in-law ends this scene by saying like, and take your daughter out of those cheap clothes her dad bought her and get put her in more expensive clothes that I bought her. I was, I, I wrote in my notes like, holy shit, this woman is Eli's spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we cut to later on that night, mom and daughter, daughter are having a chat. I have no notes because I can't, again, this is just the scene. I can't, it's like they decided to write the mom <laughs> as like, Uday Hussein for a minute. <laughs> like she's literally like, hey, slave girl, fetch me a tea. And I'm also, you're not allowed to she's talking to her own daughter. You're not allowed to text your husband. Like it's we it's not yeah, that's absolutely it's crazy. It's crazy. You, can't <laughs> you need to stay here and plow fields until you pay back the loan that I'm giving you. Like that's it's, yes. like it's turning into a hostage situation somehow. It's like <laughs> so crazy. Like uh, I'll bring the mortgage money to the drop point. You show up alone. <laughs> no cops. It, um okay. Is the drop point here in the living room? That doesn't really make sense. <laughs> Silence. Yeah. And and the girl stays here. What? The girl stays here? <laughs> she's like, yeah, also, I already killed the daughter. I don't even, I'm even get to pretend yeah, like right. she's dead. <laughs> she's dead as fuck. Just too loud. All right. So then we cut back to the furniture uh, store, and Jake has just uh, closed the biggest deal in the history of the furniture store. Oh, my store. God. Okay. He sold this the is... most furniture anyone's ever sold before. <laughs> And this is where Larry uh, points out that he's known this whole time that Jake used to be a semi-famous <laughs> local amateur boxer. Oh, it's so sloppy the way they do this, too. He comes up to him. Larry's just like, wow, you store record sales. I guess you could say you uppercutted that furniture sale. <laughs> Speaking of boxing words, you're a boxer. Nailed it. <laughs> and Stu is 25, uh, right? Stu, you're 25? Great. And I'm a man? <laughs> uh, in all my definitely male years, I have never seen such a... So, okay, so like, uh, but at this point, Jake and Larry wander to have a little heart-to-heart -to -heart together about the boxing and the wife. And this is the first time I noticed it. I don't know that it's the first time that it happened. Whenever Larry is near Jake, right? Whenever these two actors are near each other, Larry is touching Jake constantly. Yep. He's massaging his shoulders. He's rubbing his legs. He's feeling yep. his biceps. Oh, he's taking pictures it's at atheist conferences too close. It's no good. <laughs> <laughs> This is not how I want to imagine Ken Burns. It really, it really did. 
Gross. Mess with me. <laughs> There's a couple lines we got to talk about. First off, did we we learn that Ken Burns used to be a boxer in the Navy. Yep. <laughs> which never matters. Which never matters. <laughs> but he says... No, it, that was just him just going like, I do manly things as well. You yeah. wouldn't guess it to look at my physique. <laughs> yeah, I like to shoot baskets. Yeah. Uh, and he... Uh, let's, he let's, uh, <laughs> let's all oil ourselves naked-chested for boxing. <laughs> <laughs> like us boxers do. You know, boxing. Oh, man. Great. Do you need to practice the part of the match where you 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 hug real close and <laughs> like you're in trouble and you gotta hug the guy? I you don't have a spar. That. You don't have a sparring partner in me, yeah. but you've got a hugging partner. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so I think this really feels like there's other points in the movie where it feels like this too. This was like uh, again people with zero improvisational talent of any kind trying to come up with a backstory. <laughs> just like, yeah. oh yeah, I used to go to the matches. In fact, my dad, uh, let's say my dad took me to the matches. <laughs> let's, uh, let's all name some boxing metaphors. Some what? Let's name boxing words. Got <laughs> this it. was the part I wanted to get to because it's important Punch. for later. Jake says, oh, your dad took you to think my old man never took me anywhere but the woodshed. Just just put a pin in that for later. <laughs> so that's that's his father character. We're going to come back. To oh, that. well, and the key to this whole conversation basically is that he's like, you know, I don't know what to do. I can't pay my mortgage because uh, apparently it's due every fucking month now. I, my yeah. wife and my daughter have left me. And Larry's answer is like, hey, man, I don't have all the answers, but Jesus. <laughs> Christian movie, bingo. <laughs> Meanwhile, the fucking piccolo from My Heart Will Go On keeps starting. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, right. They keep playing just enough of it to not violate copyright. It's like, doo -doo -doo, and then it like repeats again. <laughs> yeah, they're going to do that with Eye of the Tiger later. Oh, it's God. not a piccolo, but yeah. So, they, they, get, they get as close as they're allowed Eye to. Eye of the Tiger in a minor key right now? That's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Okay, then we have what I think they oh. were going for a sadness montage, right? Oh, my God. But they couldn't think of anything <laughs> for him to do. So, like, it's they so show great. him, he opens his cupboards, they're completely bare. So, when she went to her fucking mother-in-law, she took the half-used peanut butter and the oregano, <laughs> yeah, apparently. Same note, same note, yep, yep. Did, Why would thing. she do that? You got, I, I am amazed. I thought this was going to be one of those things that I noticed that you all would have noticed too, but I don't see it in your notes. Guys. The mail, the bills sitting on the counter have Tommy Thomas Tom, Lee Thomas on oh, them. Oh, do they? Oh, really? they have his real they, address. Yes. I looked no, it up. Yeah, they have his oh real my name. God. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They couldn't. This movie is such a slapdash piece of shit. They couldn't print fake bills. That's not just a printer. No they one owns a printer. Even put with fucking Jake the Snake jacket, whatever. It's oh god. So it literally says Tommy Lee Thomas. And I was like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It, it might as well say, Tommy oh. Lee Thomas, you can't bring us bags of shells for your mortgage. You need to pay us in real money. You're the real person, Tommy Lee Thomas. You're stupid. This is your address. Enclosed is a picture of actual money and what we expect next time. Yeah. Uh. All right. So the next day he shows back up for work. The boss is not very happy with him. The boss takes him to the to his office and explains that he's going to steal his big record sale and take all that commission that he earned because he's a Jew. 
And then he fires him, too, because why the fuck not, right? While we're pissing on the guy, let's also fire him. And I have to say, first sensible business decision this stupid company has made. You don't... Right? If apparently even this manager is getting in on the commissions, why are you paying (laughs) so much commission for the one customer we've seen for the month of this movie? Yeah. Well, and okay, there's also there's great moment here where he realizes that the boss is going to steal it. So he's supposed to grab the boss by the lapels, but he very clearly misses. And the boss is like, well, shouldn't I as a character jerk away now that I know? And so there's this weird blocking moment where he's trying for the lapels or the boss is not moving back. But actively, it's 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 almost worth watching the whole movie just for that. But then in addition to the ridiculous grab, we also get um Old guy, gay old guy holding back Tommy Lee Thomas. Yes. (laughs) He's like, I'll hold you back by your nipples. With so much extra touching. Just a wildly sexual version of hold me. Like, hold me back. Not by the dick, man. Uh, Okay, seriously? (laughs) Hold me back never means that. Yeah, the the director's like, cut. What are you doing? He's like, well, I've never seen a guy punch a guy with both his nipples being grasped at the same time. So (laughs) you tell me if that's ineffective. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. One one nipple and the dick. Is that this better now? <laughs> this feels more reasonable. Nope. So then that night, Jake has to call his wife and tell her that he lost his job. So she h- hangs up on him. Then then mom in law comes in because she says, "Hey, I need you to co-sign on this loan for your mortgage." Really? You're loaning <laughs> money to pay off the mortgage. That's interesting. Yeah, that's but what she's really doing is tricking her daughter into signing a restraining order <laughs> yeah. against her husband. Beautiful. Classic signature ruse. There is no way <laughs> to get out of that. It's a magic spell. You like that's there's <laughs> your dumps. Like she could just I write in it. crayon at the top of that. Uh plus the little girl's my slave for life. And and that's it. That's how it goes. It's magic. Not a court in the land will throw that out. And and I don't even understand this TRO because Jake hasn't one time tried to see them or come to that no, house. No, no. There's no, like, as far as the mother-in-law knows, Jake quit, like, gave is going to a new family. Like, it doesn't even... He was just like, wow, that collateral thing worked out. I was going to ask you to do that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the next day, with nothing else to lose... Jake goes back to the boxing gym. Okay, so now the guy is unemployed and his family has left him and he's like, fuck it, I'll box. I will go pay someone to train me to box. Yep. (laughs) He just walks in again with just this dumb fucking walking pile of oatmeal. Just walk, just this 55 year old dyed hair guy. And the trainer's like, Okay, here's what we're going to need. We're going to need a train. You're going to need facilities. It's like, what? in what world do you think this idiot is going to box again? He just, the script says he's boxing again. So like the trainer just has to know, but they didn't, there's no reason he would ever think that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, I have a couple questions about the scene. Uh, first of all, why does this guy hate Jake so much? They have no <laughs> reason. No, he and he's because just, he's black and they're angry. It's a race thing. Okay, he's just he's so aggressive every time. Just like, what the fuck are you doing? You trying to fuck my wife? Eat my child? Dude, what? You keep saying crazy <laughs> stuff every time I walk in. I know. How this scene would work in real life is you walk in, 
oh, hey, man, want to get into boxing? Or? Yeah, right. exactly. yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, that would be the whole like, scene. Hi, my name is, is Michael. going to murder yeah. everybody who comes in. Like, this is my boxing gym. And, and furthermore, the trainer's got to be like, dude, I'm trying to, I run a business yeah, here. Yeah, like, right, right. Could you stop antagonizing everybody? What are you, the third act villain? He just walks over to the trainer, starts peeing on him. Get away. Get away. All right. Relax. So he says, um, I want to train. I want to be a boxer again. He says, all right, $350 a week. And he's like, I don't have money. Um, and the guy's like, okay, that's not going to be uh, helpful. However, Will you accept these shells. I do have. <laughs> he says, no, I won't. But I do actually happen to have. An Italian guy in a low-cut pink titty oh, hugger speaking best. broken English that might be able to help. This, uh, now, this, this extremely yes. old Broadway choreographer that I know <laughs> is the best boxing <laughs> trainer in the business. By the way, this, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger's best friend in real life. That's, oh, that's who this is. That makes so much sense. Is that yeah. real? Yeah, that's real. Oh, yeah, that no, so he's a sense. he's a famous. He was a famous bodybuilder back in the day. His IMDb page, by the way, lists him as an Italian actor, author, chiropractor, former <laughs> boxer, and former bodybuilder. It's funny oh. how real doctor never ends up on a list like that. God, right? I love this guy. I love this man. I love this man. I, I I'll be honest. He is per he's the perfect 85 year old dude who still thinks he looks good in a yes. skin tight, <laughs> low cut V-neck pink shirt that like you can see his like cancer riddled skin under. Like it's just <laughs> but he but I love but it fits. It all fits. Hard V. Hard V. Yeah. The, the, v, oh. the V goes under his dick. Like it's <laughs> and then oh god, it's so good. Be I love this guy. I love this man because then the rest of the movie we get to hear this guy try to Broken speak English. English. <laughs> like never and quite gets it right. There's never. It's not like Arnold where clearly you know they told him okay here's the words. It sounds a little funny, but here's the words you say. This guy they're like yeah close enough. Like <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Most of this movie is just yeah, close enough. Whatever. So many of those, so many you. things he says in real life would have ended just with like everybody else in the room being like, uh huh, and then just talking about something else. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, but this is this is Franco now. Franco's gonna go, uh, gonna take Jake to go see Billy Jack Taylor or Kevin Sorbo. And at this point, I can only assume Kevin Sorbo thought the thing about acting circles around someone was little. Oh, my God. It's so silly. Right? So Jake shows up and, and Kevin Sorbo was like his trainer back in the day when Jake pushed out on his biggest fight ever. And he cost uh, Kevin Sorbo tens of thousands of dollars. He's been avoiding him ever since. Now they're going to have this come to Jesus moment. But while they're having this thing, while Sorbo's delivering this 11 minute monologue, he will literally walk in circles around Jake the entire fucking it's, time. It's unbelievable. It is everything you describe. And it's like a fuck. His PE teacher told him he had to do 20 laps around Jake's fat ass <laughs> during this scene. While these laps were going, I had time to write multiple notes. Like I wrote like, oh my God, he's doing that hacky thing where you walk. Or, you know, like if, yes. hey, if you and I are having a fucking conversation and I walked around you in a full 360 degree circle, you would rightfully, <laughs> hey, 
Hey, would punch me in the dick. Stop doing that. What the fuck are you doing? Stop walking in a circle. It's weird. You're being weird. You'd punch me in the dick and I wouldn't be mad at you. I'd be like, you're right. I I earned that. Like I kind of have to deserve that. But he literally walks around him nine times. Oh my it's god! Not it, like, it's it over keeps and going. Over again. It, I wrote all my jokes, and then I wrote, "It's still happening." Like it's still, <laughs> he's still doing it. He starts doing serpentine oh. and jumping jacks around the side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he starts doing the up downs and like the fucking. Oh, it's amazing. And I got to say, it's really hard to pay attention to anything other than the fact that he's still walking circles around this guy. But the gist of his monologue is that his character found Jesus one time and now he's not angry anymore. And that's why he started his new Jesus themed boxing gym. <laughs> yeah. um, but if you don't want to watch this movie and I, and I don't blame you, however, I think there's good reasons to watch it. But if you don't want to. Uh, to, I'll give you the whole of Jake the Jake Jackhammer's performance is just imagine if the one face Tucker Carlson makes was a person. <laughs> that's, uh, that's his entire performance. All right. So now it's time for us to meet Brock Thornhill. Brock Thornhill. Blew your character naming load on that one, I guess. That's <laughs> Yeah, so they spent all the character name, the whole session. It was hours, and they're like, "Well, we got Brock Thornhill, and that's fucking gold." But I, I'm <laughs> yes. out of, it's I'm out of creative juices. It's Jeremy London, by the way. We got both yes. Londons almost back to back. This is uh, we did the other one. This is TS from Mallrats. They were like, "Who's good in Mallrats? Not that one." Let's get Jeremy London. Perfect. <laughs> he almost ruined that entirely. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So now he's here to hit on the wife, on, on Jake's wife. She's sitting in a restaurant eating by herself when suddenly Brock Thornhill notices her. And hey, <laughs> they went to high school together, didn't they? <laughs> it's so dumb. Uh, he's just like, so good. I was just reading this Christian tween sci-fi book in a restaurant by myself. I'm a grown up. Is this, <laughs> is this seat taken next to you? I'm Brock Thornhill. That's my real name. <laughs> Every moment of the scene is gold. It is my favorite because he he goes over and he's like, oh, yeah, and he's doing all that. And then he's like, oh, what are you having? And she's like, oh, I have a cappuccino that's gone cold. And so he says, excuse me, waiter, can we have a, <laughs> a refill? Can you refill our cappuccino with a carafe of cappuccino that you carry around ready? Get the cappuccino pitcher. And, get, and he does get it. He shows up and with a water pitcher and, and he's he like, it. here's your cappuccino. Yeah. He pours, <laughs> I, I, yeah, he pours what I hope, I think is coffee from a water pitcher into her cappuccino. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Now it's warm. Oh. And then he, oh, it's so good. He might as well have like a handful of milk and just blow on it and be like, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just yeah, spit so it into good. her mouth like a bird it's so dumb <laughs> just snowball me a cappuccino yeah kind of oh <laughs> uh, uh, it's so funny and then the whole it gets better guys it gets 
better <laughs> because the whole thing about Brock Thornhill that I'm sure you've all heard of Brock Thornhill is that he's he's a golf. <laughs> okay, Somebody all else right. Do it. I so, can't do it. I can't do it. As he's talking to this girl. A young girl shows up as he's talking to the wife. This young girl shows up and she's like, oh, can I get a picture? I'm such a huge fan. No, You're no, the I'm so Brock sorry. Thornhill. I'm so sorry, Noah. I'm so sorry. You have to say the exact line because this is yeah. what you do when you come up to someone you already oh. know. You say, Ex this is the line, word for word. Excuse me, you must be Brock Thornhill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Has anybody ever come up to you at a conference, Noah, and be like, you must be no illusions. Like, no, it's you, what? You know, that's who not is, the what? order words go in. Yeah. But okay. But here's the thing. So they're sitting there around in their little writing room. They've got the name. They're pretty excited about that. And they said, okay, what kind of profession do like 19 year olds get really uh, wet about? What, what profession is just really? <laughs> did you say senior tour golfer? I did. And. As I know, at least Heath knows, golf pro is not PGA. <laughs> golf that golf pro is like the dude who runs it's a, the golf program. Yeah, right, right. The, the guy who the gives you the, the putting practice and shit at the clubhouse. Idiot. Yeah, yeah, that, the, that, the high school girl wanted a picture with the guy who gives lessons at the fucking <laughs> driving range in this <laughs> shitty little town. <laughs> so my pool, dude showed me how to use a seven uh, iron. Uh, no. And I love how he also, at the end of the scene, he concludes by obviously paying for her cappuccino water because, I mean, he's, 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 he's pulling down golf pro bucks. Can, yeah. Oh, fuck. I, I easily have that cappuccino water. Furthermore, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tip the guy. I get one free cappuccino handsomely. at the snack bar at the clubhouse every day. <laughs> Yours is on me. I'll use my ticket for that one. Kind of loaded. I'll pay for mine. Oh, I love that scene so much. All right. So now we got to cut back to Jake sadly sadding back home. And this is one of those stupid fucking Christian movie troops that I love, right? Because he's like all sad and he picks up the Bible and just starts reading out loud at random. <laughs> yeah. Now, yep. here's what happens when you actually do that. David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not one of them escaped except 400 young men who mounted camels and fled. That was random. I swear I didn't go out of my way for an Amalekite massacre. I just actually opened the Samuel. So but... dumb. He's, he's like, alright, I'm going to go Choose your own adventure style with the Bible, just like Bandersnatch. Yep. yep, cool. And I'm cutting up my father's body. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> still, still better than Abraham and Isaac, I guess. But and he's not even he's not even close to the book of James, which is the quote they tell us that he's reading. He's like it, right. He's clearly in like the early part of the Old Testament. Like if he opens up anywhere near that page in real life, it's gonna be something close like maybe what Noah said or like you must marry your rapist. Wow. Okay. Did not see that <laughs> and coming. And like, these people are familiar with the Bible, you would think, right? Like, what, can one of these movies, one time, instead <sighs> of the fucking King James Bible, he picks up a book that's entitled Extremely Limited Selections from Just the New Testament. <laughs> <laughs> and then they open it, and then they're like, oh, inspirational Some of quote props here. Proverbs yeah. and a bit of Ecclesiastes. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just open up this inspirational poster. Oh, it's already open. I'll just read this quote. <laughs> yeah, Good. it's like, here, let me consult my Bible Hang pamphlet. in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so yeah, so, so he asks God for some help. He's like, please, God, show me a sign of which way I must go. 
and there's a knock at the door. Yeah. And it's the main character from Right to Believe. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I was so happy to see him. So this this is a movie we did years ago about a guy who, as a uh, as a news reporter, was being forced to write a story about a gay pride parade without even talking about how they were all going to hell. That was this guy. (laughs) That's what we're familiar with this guy from. God, the the amount of brain cells that you guys unfortunately have dedicated to who's who in Christian movie. It's it's. It, eventually you can sue somebody, right? Can you eventually get a lawsuit? <laughs> it's not a going? good life. It's not a good it's, life. I'll yeah. tell you that much. But yeah, but he's here to serve Jake with his temporary restraining order that his mother-in-law tricked his wife into signing. <laughs> to which Jake says, I haven't <laughs> yes. even abused my wife. He says in the manner like, <laughs> as though he meant to get to it and just hadn't yet. Yes. Oh, fuck. I yeah. already got a restraining order and I, ha- oh, Damn All right. Well, I the knew there quote was something. is, and I quote again, I know Thomas just read this, but this is the actual <laughs> quote from the movie. I haven't even abused my wife, man. I guess I might as well abuse her now. What the fuck was I waiting yeah, for? Right. Yeah. What? I didn't um, even get my money's worth Jesus. out of this. Jesus Christ. Like you like you left the restaurant and found out your meal actually had been paid for. Oh, you're like, I didn't oh, even I didn't have even... the buffet. Oh man, I would have ordered I would have oh. ordered the lobster. I didn't even know. Oh, I forgot Damn to it. use my app card too. We gotta go back. Yeah. Fuck. All right, so now Jake has to head off to the boxing gym, but damn it, his car won't start because he's down on his luck, so he walks. <laughs> I wanted the car to explode so badly. Just right here, <laughs> just goes up, yeah, giant nobody- explosion, mother-in-law walks away slowly, the plane is behind him. <laughs> no. And this is where we meet surprise cancer girl. Eli's going to be so uh, pissed at us. Cancer girl. Bingo points, problem of evil. Yeah, yeah. So so Sorbo is putting together a charity boxing tournament to raise money for this little girl's chemo because our country is terrible and we are awful people. Wow, that got real. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Just the, yeah. Oh. Of course, we have to visit the who are you conversation again oh my God. here. Still doing that, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and God bless him. He tries. He tries to make that bit work. He tries to make uh, who are you a thing. <laughs> I'm Ray Liotta with a snake bite. No, okay. I <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm and he actually answers though. He's like, I'm Jake Taylor. I'm a fighter. <laughs> Kevin Silver's like, okay, well, we'll have to work on that. Try to say it differently. I'm Jake Taylor. I am a fighter. Weird. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm Batman. What do you? I don't understand. <laughs> W and B C. All right. So then we cut to Larry. Now, Larry has decided he's going to take the illegally filed temporary restraining <laughs> order to the wife and show her and park badly. Yep. Yep. Both of them are. He parks at a fuck a fucking horizontally in the parking. Sp- <laughs> God, <laughs> fucking gross. Uh, also, another legal question for you, Thomas. Maybe you know from uh, all the bar mm, exam sure. questions you've gone through so successfully. Uh, <laughs> if there's a restraining order that's been put on you, can you just hire somebody to break it and harass your wife? <laughs> yeah. Is that possible? Yeah, and they literally say, I'm not allowed to contact her. Well, isn't sending a guy to contact yep. her contacting her? That would be her? contacting like, her. I'd be like, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. 
So, yeah, but the wife is going to storm off and give Granny a piece of her mind. And she's like, Mom, why are you doing this? And she's like, because I'm the fucking bad guy, but all the stuff that I'm trying to do would be the good thing. So they're really having to go out of, way, out of their way to make uh, me evil. It's tricky. And tricky. another line in this human movie was, whatever do you mean is what she says. Like, this is fucking <laughs> Cinderella or some shit. Like, what? <laughs> And it might be, it might be they're like, who's the evil uh, female character? Oh, there's the, the, the evil mother-in-law in Cinderella. Whatever do you mean? Who? What? Yeah, they cut the mirror, mirror on the wall side <laughs> plot of this. Yeah. Uh, well, and then, okay, so in the middle of this bit, there's this wild moment yes. where the mother-in-law starts bitching about Jake's dad yes. wanting to win prizes for physics. This is, I remember when I told you to put a pin in something, take that pin out because she says Jake is just like his father who, quote, dreamt of getting these big research grants while all his colleagues were laughing at him behind his back. So he was Peter Bogosian. But, uh, <laughs> but that aside, are you saying Peter Bogosian beats his kids? Th yeah, this means that Jake the Jackhammer's mean, rough dad who used to take him out to the <laughs> yes. woodshed and drove him into physicist. the violent sport of boxing was a <laughs> physics professor at a local university. Okay, here we are in the woodshed. Um, as you can see, the force applied onto a small area with this axe is how you would break open the wood. I can't do it myself. Um, uh, I'm a nerd. I understand the but, mechanics. Uh, here's, here's the mechanics yeah. of it for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's what. <laughs> and to be clear, this is also my best worst. This is when this is being like, you know, what's an evil person? Physicist. Yeah. She's like, yep. and she actually says, the, the mother in law, she's like, I knew Jake's dad at, first of all, she says, the university. I knew dad at the. Uh, yeah, she went to TU. She there. went to University <laughs> College University. And, <laughs> the University of college. and she's describing this person as evil because he was always studying bullshit physics. No bearing on reality. That guy just always yeah, right. tilting at windmills or building wind yeah. power turbines. Something stupid and fake. Yeah. Read the Bible. Yeah, telling us about climate change or something. All right. So now we get Jake. He's going to head to the boxing gym again. And and, and I love this scene too because this is where Franco is going to speak English at us at length. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> He has a closing the gym devotional that he'd like to share. Uh, and then he, he, he's like, now get ready, Jake. Tomorrow you box fighters boxing. And he, Thomas is like, really? Only 50 minutes into this fucking movie and there's actually going to be some boxing in it. Wow. Uh, okay. Yes, I'll I... lay back and read my Bible until then. <laughs> and I cannot wait for the fucking boxing. Yeah, right. Well. We are getting dangerously close to somebody punching somebody in this boxing movie. So we'll pause and let you catch your breath. But first, let me get back through the hard sell here. Will Jake punch people for Jesus? Is this actually a King Hippo origin story? Was I the only one who was disappointed that he didn't fight Cancer Girl at the end? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the belated conclusion of One More Round. Mr. Sorbo, I can't tell you how excited we are to have you in our movie. Yeah, yeah, okay, um, but uh, go ahead and try, at least. Try to do that. Uh, okay, uh, really excited. Re really, really excited, yeah. Mm. 
Okay, well, uh, we'll we'll come back to it. Uh, you can try harder next time. So, what's the part you have for me? Okay, so it's it's a boxing movie, and you're a down and out boxer that used to be great. Okay, um, I'll do stunts, but I charge four hundred dollars a punch. You're aware a of that, trainer. yes? I, I meant I meant that you're the trainer. What of a down and out boxer that used to be great? Uh, it's also five hundred dollars. If I have to hold those stupid little pads that trainers hold when they do a, the things, tra- a you know. trainer's boss, boss, you're you're the boss of a trainer. What's happening? Of a down and out boxer that used to be great. Uh, okay, uh, boss of of a trainer. Got it. Um, you have me for like three and a half hours, and if anybody mentions Hercules or anyone else in the Greek pantheon, honestly, they make amends in the old ways. That's official. That's on the rider. The old ways? Deal. It's a deal. Great. Great. Um, also, I want my character to cure cancer with boxing. Um, we'll work it out. We'll work it out, sir. Great. Just box the shit out of that cancer. <laughs> Punch it right out of her stupid nine-year-old face. And we're back for more of this shit. And our reward for making this far into the boxing movie is some boxing. So, <laughs> well, eventually, sort of, yeah. A little bit. So, okay, yeah. so Jake has to start trading. So they go find a guy that is ever so slightly less skinny than me <laughs> to fight this enormous fucking uncooked biscuit of a human. Uh, okay, so we're finally getting to boxing, right? And... Foolish little me, I think, because I don't have the history you guys do. I thought when I first watched this, I was like, you know, this guy is such a fucking awful actor. But maybe, <laughs> just maybe, he was a real boxer. Maybe that's what, like, he was, you know, you right. know, fighters are Christian as fuck. Like, they're super religious. They, like, pray in the goddamn UFC ring and stuff. So I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe, he's, maybe we'll get some real boxing because we didn't get any acting. Nope. No, nope. oh my God, this fucking guy. Oh, my God. We get some shirtless stuff going. Look, I want to say this. There's no wrong way to have a body. <laughs> but if there except, was. Except this exact way. This is the one, <laughs> except this precisely this wrong way. He's there like, is a wrong two. way to have a body that you take out into a boxing <laughs> ring in yeah. shorts. This guy is 5'2", 240. And he has like <laughs> childbearing hips. All the way is in his muffin top. It, yeah, it's he's not a boxer, at least within the last four decades, I'll say, but <laughs> but he doesn't know how to box at all. It's uh, it's unreal. I, I I had a hope, like, okay, maybe that'll be and there are a couple real boxers in the you know, at least amateur boxers in the mm-hmm. movie, but nope, not Jake the Jackhammer. He not this guy. Clue. No. I'm also quite certain that he insisted on having this particular fat kid in the background now because he like had to take his shirt off for the first time and yeah. he's like all right well i'm gonna need a fat kid near me at all moments in this scene <laughs> so they got a ridiculously over the top fat kid and the kid in the background is just like look at himself in the mirror trying to find <laughs> like the unfattest angle you guys do this or maybe it's just me who does this big people oh, do this man. we we look at the mirror and we angle ourselves and we try to find like oh my boobs <laughs> Look the smallest from this. If I tilt this way towards somebody, I look less. Or maybe they, they caught moved. him after after Jake was like, yeah, I want that fat kid in the scene. And he's like, what? And then yes. action. And he's like, I'm fat. He's just looking at himself. 
<laughs> and we, you guys have highlighted in your notes a lot of like boxing words. We get the ultimate boxing words here because we finally, this is supposed to be the exciting, like, oh, the legend, Jake the Jackhammer is finally back in the ring. And, you know, they're going over to Kevin Sorbo. Oh, come, you got to see this. <laughs> Nothing that's happening. And somebody <laughs> in the crowd or in the whatever, the assembled uh, boxing gym of uh, patrons yells, <laughs> Jake, do a headshot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is like bo box box him come on come right, on right box go bo boxing match boxes boxes <laughs> boxing well and what's so great is the idea here is clearly like the writer in his mind thought yeah he'll just be kicking so much ass in the boxing ring everyone will run in to see him fighting but the guy's just sort of standing there in the middle of the yeah, ring swatting yeah. at the other guy's head. it would be like if in that scene in, in the matrix when they were like hey morpheus is fighting neo you get there and they're playing slaps right. you know <laughs> yeah and he got, kevin sorbo has a line well he's fast as ever He's not moving. No, he's, he's not. Not at all. He's completely stationary <laughs> when Sorbo says he's, that. He can't even move. He is the slowest fucking turd out there. It's, he's, oh, he's biblically fast. fast. He's fast like a cedar. You should see how fast he is. <laughs> so, okay. So Franco tells him about the big cancer charity tournament. And if he wins, he could win $40,000 that won't go to chemotherapy. Kind of figured the boxers would just donate their time. I know that's a, that's a high purse for a cancer charity event. Like, what? Usually, you yeah, right. Like that would have been like, uh, like if you had charged us to do vulgarity for charity reads, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that'd be cool if it was like if it was cancer kids fighting in the tournament. So like well, one right, of them got right, an right. extra forty grand, <laughs> and that yeah. would have been a great movie. But they that missed was all so that. disappointing. They put Cancer Girl on all the posters, and no one ever fought her. Fuck you! <laughs> I want my money back. Get get fucking Dustin Diamond or something. Like make it. Make it interesting. Get screech. Yeah, bring the whole chemo ward and winner yeah. gets free free chemo. <laughs> right. Okay. So now it's the next day. There's even more boxing going on. This is where we meet Tony. Oh, God. Now, Tony will just step in as though he's just showing up from a movie that got canceled. Right. And they were like, okay, but we'll let your character come into this movie and have a character arc. Right. Because, like, Tony, Tony is no one up to this point. But then he's like, Tony, you're too angry. Get out of the ring. And he's like, sorry, I will go over here and tell Jake my complicated backstory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why are you so angry, man? And once again, we get bad improv backstory. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm so, uh, let's see, what would might I be at this point? Uh, I'm, I'm just so mad because uh, at myself. Jesus, but Jesus forgave me. But oh, God, let me work something out here. Uh, Jesus, was Jesus uh, yes was... and yes and yes and I'm mad. Yes and I <laughs> race car driver. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. That kid looking at his boobs in the mirror. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an old man fashioning a kayak out of the lock. And, and there's uh, <laughs> there, <laughs> again. We, I'm not sure how much it matters, but like his story is. Oh man, I used to be such a dick. I got a girl pregnant and I just bailed. And like they they want to make Jake, I guess, be good now or, or or have some positive impact on somebody in this world. And so he's like, you know, maybe you should like try to contact your old family. He's like, yeah, maybe. And then like that's the extent of 
the scene. That's yeah, it. yeah, but they can't even get there without like admitting how shitty their religion is, right? Because Tony says, "Yeah, man, God's forgiven me for this, but I haven't forgiven myself." And Jake's yeah. like, "Well, have you even contacted your child?" No. Yeah. What? Like, so you have done absolutely nothing, but the voice in your head forgave you, so you're pretty sure it's okay. Yeah. Right. All right. Welcome to Christianity. If anything, it's. Exactly. That's like a really sensible <laughs> reaction to Christianity. Like, wow, I'm forgiven for everything I've done, but like, I'm kind of an asshole. So how do I reconcile this? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then we get to the montage. Yes, oh, sir. The first scene of this montage, the first scene is Franco trying to teach Jake literally thing one of boxing, <laughs> which is when you throw a punch with one hand, the other glove is going to be up protecting your temple. And Jake can't even do it. He doesn't, he does it wrong. <laughs> this would be like if fucking Tiger Woods quit golf for 10 years and then he does a training montage to get back into it. And someone is like, okay, here's the end of the club you hold. <laughs> and, the, uh, and then like Tiger's like, okay. And he grabs the wrong end. It's inside of me. It's inside Ball. of me. What happened? <laughs> Yeah, falls down, his pants fall down, and his wiener's hanging out. Like, that's what it would be. That's the equivalent. Like, you, if you don't know the one thing of boxing that I know, you're not a boxer. Yeah, oh. right. But Jake's just like, Jake's just like rubbing his belly and punching himself in the face. Am I doing it right now? <laughs> nope. Question for you guys. Did you happen to turn on the closed uh, captions for the lyrics of this fucking ripoff song? No. Because we get a song during this this uh, montage that is, it's essentially, this is the, I made a bot listen to a thousand hours of Andrew Torres' favorite music, and then, <laughs> and then I wrote a song. The lyrics are nonsense. It might have been written by Franco, actually. It's like, here's what, here's, I got a quote here. Holding you close in a hope of a way surrounded by the lies. Longing for love, no way to lose. And then I just, my brain quit. And I, that's all yeah, I can type. Right. Surrender love. Squinting the nail. That was like, that's, that's the whole thing. Squinting uh, the nail was written in the lyrics. If you turn on the closed captioning, it yeah. actually says squinting the nail at one point. It's nonsense. It is, it is utter nonsense. It's, it's amazing. Awesome. Got the eye of the leopard. It's the difference. <laughs> yeah, oh, now. Now we get that one all later. Eyes leopards are bath. different than tigers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now Cindy and Brock are having a front yard picnic together. They are having a picnic at the local high school. Yeah. I think. And, and, and by picnic, <laughs> what we mean is this is what's in the picnic basket. I swear to you, two red apples, three green ones, three bananas, two pears, and the spare key to the shed. They obviously just grabbed the basket that was on the fucking table and brought it out to the front yard and put it on a towel. This is a fruit heavy. Pick. I feel like I mean they're, they're gonna really... be shitting like crazy yeah. after this. Hey, did you bring a cornucopia? Is that a horn of plenty? <laughs> to this, uh, you're weird. And they talk. He starts talking about all his groupies. Yeah, and it's like. I love it. I love the idea of golf pro groupies. They're just like hanging out in the pro shop thinking if they bat their eyes at him, they'll they'll get a discount on greens fees. Like, <laughs> yes. I really like discount golf. Watch this. I'm going to go, hey, mister, you must be Brock Thornhill. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yes, that is my name at the top of the price uh, sign there. <laughs> How are we ever going to pay for these greens fees? Uh, <laughs> How <laughs> pepperoni pizza? Uh, you couldn't see it to uh, to possibly throw in a, a small uh, basket of range balls, could you? Just <laughs> help, a, help a hot teen out. So, yeah, in the whole th- bit here, like Brock's talking to to the wife and he's going like, I was in love once, but she just couldn't handle my golfing lifestyle. All those uh, crazy golf benders that we went on waking up at a nice early hour and having they breakfast. Golf? Like it's, it's your movie. Just do Musician. He could be an actor, yes. He could be he a musician, be anything he anything. wanted. I feel like if you told Jeremy London to play a guy who was an actor, he would have said, oh, come on. The problem is they're stuck in the world's shittiest herald, and they have to call back to the bullshit fucking improv they did where some asshole improv him as a golf pro. Yeah, right. And now they have to make it work. Like, yeah, all those... Golf pro groupies. God fucking damn it. Why did you pick <laughs> Golf pro groupies. Jeremy London tells a story of doing coke off Tiger Woods dick. Like, okay, we can roll with this. That sounds... You're a golfer with groupies. Got it. Larry, he goes, no, no, tell the story. We also get a uh, weirdly long speech from non-English speaker Franco. Why? Again, which is... Uh, not the not the greatest pick. Like he stops him from boxing, and he's just like, "I'd uh, like to read a, uh, a como se dice uh, soliloquy from Hamlet." <laughs> what? <laughs> You're gonna have him do a soliloquy from Hamlet? Okay, okay, okay. all right. So Jake goes to leave, uh, but damn it, if Stu and Larry don't show up at the gym with some good news, turns <sighs> out that the evil Jew got fired. And Larry was promoted to the new manager so he can have his job back. But he says, but he's got some bad news because he says, yeah, Meyer found out that Lawrence was on to him and he canceled your sale. So there's no commission. You mean the sale from three weeks ago that has already been delivered is in their house? He just canceled it. Like, hi, you know all that furniture you've been using for three weeks? We're canceling that. <laughs> yes, you didn't buy that as it turns yeah, out. <laughs> I don't I don't get how what does that solve? I don't even understand any part of that. It was so dumb. And then they give him a smaller amount of money. They're like, Well, we couldn't get you the commission magically that we just explained somehow. You don't have that. But here's like three hundred dollars. Yep. And then and then Jake is like, Well, God's finally providing. That's well, I mean, less than secular commissions but still providing this is good this is good (laughs) yeah no god's providing now will you guys please go help me move my stuff out of the house that's being foreclosed on tomorrow (laughs) right so so they do Stu and larry are gonna help him clean up but just Uh, then as he's moving out brock shows up with his wife in his very nice car so that they can have a fight and i'm not sure if this is intentional but he said, like, she's like, oh, getting into fighting. Good fucking idea, jackass. That's, that's awesome. And he says, hey, I'm trying to provide for my family. And she says, yeah, well, so am I. <laughs> Implying, like, I'm going to fuck this golf dude <laughs> yeah, for money. Yeah, so right? my pussy. <laughs> I don't, yeah, like, I, did they mean, this is a Christian I movie. Like, I, 
I genu- genuinely don't know if they mean that or not. Like, is that what it, what it is? I'm providing for my family. Are you sucking any millionaire dick? No? <laughs> Guess who's winning this game? Guess who's a better mom sucking millionaire dick? <laughs> and, of course, Larry has to hold him back again at this point. You know, Larry starts holding him back. He's like, dude, I'm not fighting him. He's like, I'm still holding you back. <laughs> I just sensed you needed some, you know, just general holding back. Just in general. It's not specific or anything. <laughs> You're breathing hot air onto my neck? I feel like that's unrelated to holding back. Okay. <laughs> just to just try to diffuse the tension. It just it's really good at diffusing. <laughs> and then we get like this one bizarre scene um where Cindy is asking God whether she should fuck her husband or the golf uh, pro, right? Oh God, and no one has ever used a phone in this movie. She's surfing <laughs> Facebook. Imagine surfing Facebook with one. Like she's holding the phone four feet from her and using one index finger to to like point and click. Like that's not nothing. Is and, that. and she's narrating it aloud, right? Yeah. Like you know how when you look at Facebook, you say, "Now I'm looking at pictures of my ex girlfriend. Her <laughs> yeah. husband looks fat." You know, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the scene is so sad too. They're trying to like confirm a God here again. It's supposed to be like one of the Christian scenes, and she's like, "Hey, God." Really need you to say something here, like one tangible thing, because it's been and seen. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> so, and like, literally, the camera guy even waited for a few seconds. He's like, yeah, he's like, Are you I sure guess I'll no- hold this. Oh, you guys didn't have anything planned oh, for that? Fuck, that's, that, is, that's, wow. that is the end of the. Yeah. OK. Um, fade out, I guess. Woof. <laughs> Jesus. Reminder, the quandary that she finds herself in is. How do I choose between a millionaire golfer who drives a nice car? And by the way, maybe he used to have groupies, but says like, oh, I'm, I'm changed. It wasn't for me. I'm settling down. How do I choose between that guy and a loser who tries to pay mortgages with shells and doesn't understand <laughs> how they work and like can't yep. like, like what? God, show me only a discernible talent is getting punched <laughs> in the head repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. God is that, up there like, I feel like I don't need to help you with this one. Like, I, I, I think I made clear I sent you a millionaire with a car. <laughs> this is, oh. this test just answers itself, lady. Come on. Now. Yeah. That is her quandary. And yeah, she does it like Homer Simpson with cookies. She's like, Lord, I offer you this millionaire golfer. Yeah. Say nothing and I leave my husband. Yeah. Thy will be done. Yeah. Oh, so good. All right, so now it's time for the big boxing charity cancer thing to start. And if you thought to yourself, as I did, oh, good, this is the finale. No, this is a multi-day tournament. Yeah, oh, my God, I have that note. And also, I love, we get get the, the commentators who essentially say, hey, everyone, it's us, the boxing commentators from Jake's dream in the beginning of the movie for some reason. Why would it be that? Even though he hasn't boxed for 10 years, he still remembers us. I don't know how it's worked either. But with the age added? Yeah. The Howard Cosell of regional amateur boxing in Peekskill, where the fuck? I know. And like, what TV network is this on? Yeah. Who do these two commentators work for? Like, if it's not just one guy either, it's like. Well, who's paying this? The salaries I, of these people. I don't know, but they clearly couldn't afford like uh, laptops or tablets for these guys. They've just <laughs> yeah. got pages all swooshed out in front of them. I also I love. Okay, so they have they can show us a crowd and they can show us a boxing ring and they can show us commentators. They cannot show us any of those two things at the same time, at the same mind time. you. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And they can play that someone hit the cheers button, the crowd noise button on the fucking laptop. Oh, yes. crowd noise. And it's just constant. <laughs> like during the, each match is four rounds. Just ah, like just constant <laughs> yeah. crowd noise. It might as well come up with like a samba beat at one point. Like, oh shit, I pressed one on Casio. It's doing samba beat. Turn it off. <laughs> shit. And by the way, yeah. when like when they like introduce the boxer and the crowd's supposed to get wild, they just turn the volume off on the crowd noises yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yes, everyone raise the decibels of your cheering simultaneously. Yes, right. <laughs> We're passing the same cactus again. <laughs> and, can we noise. talk? Are we? Can we talk about the fucking ring announcer? Because oh god, yes. Please. Oh my god. Let's just say this guy is no Bruce Buffer. He's not even. <laughs> he's no Buffer brother. He's no none of them. Like I know this is a shit movie, and but but like, is it too much to ask? You couldn't find one of your dipshit friends who would try to have an announcer voice. Like this is if somebody if one of my friends came to me and was like, I'm making a shitty low budget movie. Do you want to do? The announcer thing, I'd be like, oh, that's fun. I'll do it. And ladies and gentlemen, in the rod corner, we've got the butt. Like, I do. It'd be fun. This guy, he's supposedly in a packed boxing venue, and his tone is like it's an FDR fireside chat. <laughs> he's like, and oh, in the red All corner. Right, let's, let's get ready boxing. to rumble, okay? So, okay. Yes, that's great. Yeah, let's get ready for the boxing match. And he's on the fucking ring, the ring microphone and audio guy put some fucking reverb on it what are you doing oh my god and this guy looks like everything that you've ever found in a couch right like it all formed together into one guy wow. nice. oh, he's so fucking sloppy yeah and also so okay so jake and his boxing team they're watching this commentator on TV in the locker room, begging the question, what goddamn station are they watching? I know, they've got like the closed, the CCTV yeah, feed of the, right. like, <laughs> It's just a puppet show if you look at the screen. They're just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at one point, they do the space balls, like looking at themselves. And, yeah, like, moving right. Around. Wait, we're on right now. How are we... <laughs> Also, Tony shows up at this point. He just walks in the room and says, hey, guys, I reconciled with the family. I was upset I about two scenes earlier. I'm yeah. done with my part this, now. This feels like a good time to bring this up. Uh, <laughs> read the room, man. Like this. Is yeah. <laughs> All right. So now the intro Weird. to Eye of the Leopard starts playing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they literally, they are one note away. You know, the, the whole fucking way. The announcer yeah. is super sad to be there. <laughs> the ref doesn't know what the fuck. He's like, I want a clean fight. And I want you to touch your, do the glove touchy thing. And then, and then I, I want a clean um, fight. Go. He says clean fight twice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, the one thing this guy knows about fights is that refs want a clean fight. He's like, that's <laughs> yes, the only piece exactly. of information. I want a clean uh, fight. Boxing. I'm looking at you, bad guy, black guy. Looking at you. <laughs> oh, man. I'd really love for the bad guy to also be white. Can we just make Christian movies, guys? No can do. Just also be white. No can do, amigo. No. 
irrationally angry black men are the bad guy. That's this movie. <laughs> but we're not exaggerating. Like that's that's that plays out now. Like yeah, they show yes, the yes. boxers, the only ones that have good sportsmanship are the two white boxers right. in this big yep. tournament. Everybody else is evil and taunty and and black. And mind you, we're at a cancer charity boxing <laughs> yes. tournament. And like they still have the black boxers like Fuck you, man. Fucking punching the refs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's so racist. Ugh. There's also this great moment from Franco where he's like saying like, look, I know that the guy you're about to fight is in really, really good shape and you're you. But trust me, in boxing, a big sloppy dad bot is a huge <laughs> advantage. Yeah. <laughs> if he punches you, no worries. You're fat. You're fat, so <laughs> just use that. Yeah, You're good. Try to draw his punches toward your extremely fat muffin top stomach. That's yeah, my exactly. You try to catch corner. a fist in there. I'm a hell yeah. of a corner man. Don't let him punch you in the mouth, or else you'll pull your pants down, and then he'll punch you in the X, <laughs> and then you, if you fall down, you're done. You can't get back up. Uh, so good. He walks out there. We post montage, by the way, so he's supposed to know something about boxing. He walks down there. His hands aren't even up. He just nope. walks out. Hands aren't up. Gets knocked in the face like 10 times. It's just like, oh, so he didn't do a montage. He doesn't. Yeah, well, so they're doing turn based boxing and the black guy gets the first 10 <laughs> turns. <laughs> he rolls the dice. And yeah. See how many, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but, you know, that's tricky because it's turn based. But then the trainer guy, Franco, is like, do the thing where you start punching now. And he's like, oh. Thank you, Do punching the thing you start was. And it's like, great, thanks. <laughs> Track and field coach, run faster. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And then he gets the, the, the big spinning roundhouse punch for the win. <laughs> yeah. Super Macho right. Man has to style. Wind his arm up a couple of times there. Yeah. So, okay. So he wins the fight. We get a quick scene where mom's putting the daughter to bed. And I, there's another instance where I was really glad Eli wasn't there. <laughs> and then we cut to the locker room after the fight. All of the guys on his team are trying to say boxing words to each other. They run out immediately. So literally they're saying things like, man, that time you punched him that one time. Wow. <laughs> like stick Punching, and move, Max. Stick and move. Knockout. Already said knockout. Uh, <laughs> uppercut. Uppercut. Do a I used uppercut. <laughs> Damn it. I used do a headshot earlier. Crap. Uh, <laughs> do a headshot. So, okay, so Jake starts winning again, but in more of a montage type of way this time. Um, but also, the O.J. Simpson's kid is also yeah. winning his fights, too. Right, and they say, I, I'm sorry, it's just, I can't, it's so easy to not be this stupid. I, it really is. They say, hey, tomorrow it's you and Taylor. And he's like, I got this. And he's like, well, he's been winning his fights. Yeah, it's a tournament. You're gonna... <laughs> That's the only way this could come about. Yeah, like, if you've won all your fights, you're going to fight the other guy who's won all this fight. There's, yeah. not, there's no other way it can work. Oh, uh, we're not in the loser's bracket? I figured the <laughs> oh, end of the movie shit. would have the loser's bracket also. Oh, yeah, I thought it was one of those guys who lost his way to the big championship fight. Like <laughs> Everyone else was DQ. Yeah, exactly. All right, so now we have to write uh, Brock Thornhill out of this out of the movie, right? So we have uh. the, the and again, just to give you a, a, how, an idea how bad this movie is, is, Brock is dropping Cindy, the wife, off at two in the afternoon, right? It's very <laughs> clearly the sun is directly over their heads. She says, "Thank you so much for tonight." Like improv yeah. that bit, 
right? Like, yeah. clearly you meant to be filming this at night. You're not. How hard is it for you to just say thank you so much for today or this afternoon? Uh, but no, she has so to stick with tonight. They were out on one of those golf benders, you know, all night. <laughs> hey. Yeah, they were still out from last night. <laughs> Holy shit. The 19th uh, hole was fucking crazy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But she breaks up with him. She tells him, Brock, you're a good man. You're just not my good man. Okay, so we cut to the... We're about to get ready for the big championship bout. Fucking day 19 of this charity cancer tournament. Yeah. Everybody yeah. who had cancer is dead, by the way. They got it <laughs> so long to do this thing. Well, that's probably why they trot Cancer Girl out at this point. They're like, this has been a long tournament. I want you to know our Cancer Girl has not died. She's still here. <laughs> Yeah, she comes out, gets on the mic. Hey, I could really use the money. Like, I, I I don't have much time left. I need the chemo now, they're saying, like, sooner rather than, okay, we'll do whatever. Still keep going. But but also, <laughs> by the way, the, the announcer is such a dick. He makes her pick a favorite, right? I know. I know. That's what you want to do to a cancer girl in a live fucking event. Oh. Pin her down on a prediction for the fight. Yeah. It's such an awkward moment. He's like, Lindsay, how are you? Stupid cancer. Sorry. Uh, I just wanted to face cancer. What is wrong with me? Um, <laughs> who are you rooting for? And she has to be like, I'm rooting for the white guy. Not Yeah, me. right. Yeah. Right. Again, the all she knows is one guy's white and one guy's black. She's rooting for the white guy. Yep. So, okay, so they go out to, to to get ready for the fight, and and B.A., he has this great line. He says, boy, I'm going to beat you three different ways, hard, fast, and all day long. That's the one he, like, memorized. He thought of that last night when he was on the shitter. He's like, ooh, wait, wait, hard, fat, hard, fast, and hard? No, takes, hard. takes out a notepad. He's like, ooh, yes. no, no, this is the <laughs> Honey, write this down on your phone. Jake's just like, cool. Seems you, like, I mean, fast and all day long contradict a little bit. You could just punch, knock out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, another another fun thing about this, they somehow managed to get Jake the Jackhammer some real boxing trunks. The poor black dude is wearing basketball shorts. Yes. Yeah. He's wearing literal basketball shorts. <laughs> like they found him working out in a like a 24-hour fitness and he was like playing some basketball and they're like, you have an amazing physique. Want to star in our movie? And he's like, yeah, sure. But I'm not changing. And that's. <laughs> okay, great. Lawrence is going to grease you down, get you all oiled up, ready to go. And uh, you'll just go man boob to man boob and show off the aggressive, Lawrence, enough grease. aggressive enough contrast grease. in topography with it's our lead actor. Lawrence, he's entirely grease now. You guys, he's, it's too much. You need to save some grease. <laughs> so, all right. So now it's time for the big fight. And, and Jake's getting yeah. his ass kicked. But luckily, Franco shouts out the one piece of advice that Franco's been repeating the entire movie. Keep your gloves up. That's correct, by the way. You do want to do that. It. That's yes, a good and he move. never does it. <laughs> no. And he never does it. And by the way, it's convenient, too, because there's no bell for the round it just ends whenever Jake yeah. feels like he wants to come <laughs> back to his court. yeah no if, if you're getting beat up you know nine seconds in you call a quick timeout and that's a good strategy actually because that's this what corner, fucking happens this corner here. is base this corner is base i'm at base that's, <laughs> he literally like we, we get we get eight nine seconds of boxing we do jake gets hit jake gets hit and he's like owie timeout timeout he punched me right in the face like right in the face that that hurts. 
And of course, again, they have to make B.A. into the bad guy. So he starts fighting the referee and shit. He's like, I'm going to punch this cancer girl, you know, because I'm the bad guy. (laughs) Yeah. And B.A., once again, at a charity cancer boxing event, at one point, just decks Jake after the bell. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yep. with with a nine-year-old chemo patient watching... That's how racist these writers are. They're like, oh, man, you know, the angry black man thing. Like, well, and his fucking trainer is so furious. He's going, what are you doing, man? If you get disqualified, this is the stupidest possible movie. And he says, and he says, you might get disqualified. No, you're you disqualified. Just you the referee. There's no like, okay, that's a warning on fucking knocking out the guy after the bell. You have mm, stern All look right. to you, sir. You get, no, you're done. That's the end of the fight. Nah, I get one more cheat before getting disqualified. Yeah, so right. I'm going to either go with folding chair when the ref's not looking. I feel like that's a good one. Or uh, maybe uh, pocket sand. If that one doesn't work, I'll go pocket sand. But I get one more. But now it's time for my best worst. Oh, 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 it's the best. Jake goes back to his corner and the <laughs> trainer, Franco, says, hey, you seem to have all of the symptoms of a massive concussion. I'm going to call the fight. And Jake's like, no, I could push through this head trauma. (laughs) And somehow they managed to give Franco all the sensible one. Like, yep. Franco's like, no, dude, you don't just push through a brain injury. What the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? (laughs) It's so weird. They give him all these sensible lines. Like, no, this is stupid. I don't. And he says, and Jake says, I can win this. And Franco goes, I don't care. Like, That's you, dumb. you have a brain, brain injury. <laughs> I was expecting <laughs> any moment for Franco to do the Mr. Miyagi hand thing on Jake's forehead or something. <laughs> no, but he's just telling him he's dumb the whole time. Like, Jake's like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then Franco's actual line in response is, you can do all things through stupid who you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It pretty much is. He says all the sensible lines. He say it's something like, yeah, but you can also be stupid through God or something. It's like, Um, yeah, yeah. everything he says is right. And then he's like, okay, Red, you ready to go? The, The ref comes over and he's like, yep. And Franco's like, Okay. No. <laughs> sure, man. Okay. Yeah. By the Lord, I'm ready to go. Yeah. So, yeah. So Jake heads back out with a concussion to make it those <laughs> yeah. last three rounds. Yeah. Now, lucky for him, the rounds are only eight seconds long if he gets hurt. And there's a loophole. If you hug the other man, the round ends. That's a cool. <laughs> oh, he goes right. out there yeah. for three seconds, gets his ass kicked, <laughs> and then hugs OJ. And then it's like, oh, I guess timeout then. <laughs> Hugging is timeout. So also there's this great moment where like once Jake reaches maximal stupidity, right? The 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 trainer says after another round, he's like, look, dude, I'm not going to allow you to go back out there and fight with brain damage anymore. Jake says, leave it to God. And just in that moment, the wife shows up and she says, that's right. Leave it to God. She's there to double down on the single worst idea this movie has had. And it's yep. one of those classic boxing match uh, occurrences where you have a 10-minute meeting with your wife and child in the corner. <laughs> with no, no one's there somehow. Like, those would be primo seats. Like, those would be where yes. people would sit to watch the, the fight. But now it's just, they just come out of the darkness and like... So weird. Let God handle it. Yeah. The 
Brain injuries are what they are. Let God handle it. That's <laughs> that's the message. That's Roger Goodell said that too. This is not. <laughs> <a good message. laughs> I think what they're all tiptoeing around is the fact that like Jake is already so fucking stupid that they're like, what's the difference? It doesn't. What's one more? <laughs> what do you really injury? have to lose? All right, so he goes out there for the penultimate run. I love to because he just had this like heart to heart with his family, but BA still got to be the bad guy. So his shit talk now is like, <laughs> oh, does your family love you? You love me too. What are you, gay or something? Love your family. <laughs> so fucking stupid. I know. He's practicing. Jake's practically like, yeah, my, my family loves me. And, and BA's like, oh, must, is that, must be nice. Is that how it's supposed to, really? is that how it's supposed to work? Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. I got some stuff to think about. Kind of like the wild card. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and they pan out quickly by the way they do a quick cut to cancer kid who is getting what she always wanted blood and violence in tribute to her yeah <laughs> like, exactly she's like fucking joffrey over there like fight to the death for my cancer <laughs> all right so now it's the final round and, and they're fighting in slow-mo so you know it's legit he has to flash back to earlier parts of the movie in case you somehow didn't have your bingo yet. Yeah. <laughs> and oh God, the big knockout is so great. Jake in slow motion, Jake ducks 17 feet yes. under OJ's punch. <laughs> he goes underground to duck. The whole point of he boxing, ducks like through what makes his you good own is you barely, yeah. you barely miss. Like you want to barely duck up a minimal movement. Like that's how you're a better boxer. You're fat. You barely miss any counter. He, do, he goes into a like a snake on the ground duck, like he starts wiggling. <laughs> and then in slow motion, you know, he's jamming the A button to power up the punch like he's just sitting there. <laughs> and then he goes, wah, wah, whap! And then like, it's a five minute punch that knocks him down to the bed sheet that someone laid down. What was that? Under him. <laughs> what was that? They filmed this in a different time, I guess. I and guess. It's, He's on a bed sheet. B.A. falls down to a bed sheet. It's the it's uncomfortable. Is this like do we cut into his sex tape? Is this a- <laughs> or like did, like did they film the the ring in a public bathroom and he was just like, well, I'm not falling onto that. Where <laughs> I, I think this. Larry was like, let me put down a nice bed sheet for him if he's going to be yeah. unconscious. <laughs> but yeah, but Jake won the boxing uh. because God likes him better than black people. <laughs> but the movie still can't be fucking over because we have to go see Kevin Sorbo again, right? Yep. We have this ridiculously so, okay, so Jake and his family are now reunited. They're one big happy family and they all go to g- to the gym uh, to meet up with Kevin Sorbo. And this is where Sorbo informs him that he will be giving Jake half of his boxing gym. Right. Because, you know, act three. Yeah, that um, that's not how business works like nope. he can just work at the gym you don't need to give him half the gym what like <laughs> and meanwhile i i realize this think about poor fucking franco he must have been pissed. Like, yeah <laughs> he just gives half the gym to this loser and 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 uh kevin sorbo leaves because he's like all right i've done every fucking thing for this movie i'm done he leaves and they rub it in franco's fucking face they're like oh yeah the husband and wife are like we got a gym. We got a gym. Man, gaining ownership of gyms is so fucking easy. Oh, sorry, man. Oh. But anyway, Frankie, we're going to have to let you go. We don't need yeah. three trainers here. That doesn't, doesn't make any sense. He didn't pass the E-Verify, it turns out. So it's back up now. 
And they dig in on the brain injury. This is, they're like, yes. this is a happy ending, but uh, you do have a traumatic brain injury and can never really work again. That's why we have to give you half ownership uh, of this gym. So it's yeah. happy. It's like, like, it's a happy, yeah, it's a happy ending of like, well, I'm probably going to gun down my wife and child and then myself. If this movie ended a traumatic with, with Jake doing a Chris Benoit and doing a murder suicide, <laughs> favorite movie of all time. Favorite of all time. It's hard to put a happy spin on the traumatic brain injury, but damn it if they don't try. And of course, right at the end, right before Kevin Sorbo uh, walks out, he's like, oh, I almost forgot this shitty little vehicle. Who are you? And he goes, and this time he gets the answer right. He says, I'm Jake Taylor, child of God. That's apparently the answer the, that he was looking for were, the whole time. And now the stupid the big, fucking movie can end. The answer Big was child of God, there. everybody. We were looking for child of God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to say what Big is. You don't have there. to say what is. All right. So the moral of this story seems to be, and correct me if I'm wrong, let Jesus be your neurosurgeon. Yeah. Right. Got to admit, worse than I was expecting in terms of morals. Uh, but since they opened the door to brain damage as a theme, I'm going to close up by asking you this. What's the worst way you can get brain damage that's still better than getting it by watching this movie? All right. I put some thought into this. I'm thinking, here's here's the scenario I'm thinking of. Um, having Andrew Torres be like, no, no, Thomas, you're wrong about 80s butt rock. And then he puts some on <laughs> and, he, and he starts, He and, and Andrew starts rocking out. He starts headbanging, right? And he clobbers me in the temple. And I'm just a vegetable after that. And it's still better than this movie because I assume I get, you know, some amount of conjugal vegetable hospital visits or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Plus, I don't, I don't have to do shit anymore. Just yeah, vegetate. Heath is like, going, you would definitely get some conjugal hospital visits. <laughs> when you're a vegetable, you, I mean, people brag about like, oh, yeah, I just I vegetated the, this weekend. Man. Yeah. I just, you know, like, so that's still better than this movie. Life goals. Yeah. Life goals. Nice. Okay. The worst part of that scenario was the music, by the way. It wasn't the, uh, yeah, right. the <laughs> just, just make clear. Okay, worst way to get brain damage still. Um, uh, so, you know, Gabby Giffords, you remember her? Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like I feel like she'd know how to get out of watching this movie. Like, she'd have a good idea. <laughs> Sorry, no, I got shot in the face. I can't make it. I can't help you move. <laughs> All right, well, Thomas. I cannot thank you enough for hanging out with us today. Uh, just in case our listeners are distressed at the thought of not getting to hear your voice anymore, uh, where can they go to find some more? Oh, opening arguments, highly recommend uh, for, you know, if you want to keep a good track of politics and the law these days, check out a newer show, Philosophers in Space. That one's a lot of fun. Um, people are are having a lot of fun on that one. And, uh, you know, Noah, that, that's one, you, you know, you, you've been on. So, yeah, yeah. Hey. You guys have, still haven't brought me on uh, OA for my legal expertise, but hey, you know. I'm you forgot to list it in the intro, but that's fine. You've been on it. It's fine. No big deal. You, you came on it, but you forgot it. It's fine. Chop no, it's all, it's all fine. What I'm saying is it's fine. No hard feelings or anything. It's totally fine. <laughs> but uh, no, check those out. Comedy Shoe Shine, Serious Inquiries Only, all that stuff. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. I love doing the show. T-Smizzle. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Of course, we'll have all of those linked on the show notes. Even even that philosopher one that he said. I'll, I'll listen back over. I'll remember the name of it after I listen back over this episode. <laughs> so, well, that's going to do it for our review of One More Round. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to renew this commitment. So, Heath, tell us what's on deck. Thomas, sorry, one more time. Space philosopher? What was it? <laughs> oh, ha ha. 
Space Star oh, ha, ha. Star Talk? Is that what you said? <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, Star Talk. <laughs> Who are you? Mm, not bad answer. All right, so here's what's on deck. We've got a movie called Silence. It is a Marty Scorsese Christian movie. What? It's got yeah, it's apparently For real. Real? It's from like three years ago. It's got Liam Neeson. It's got uh, Andrew Garfield, I think. Like real actors, real director. I am yeah. baffled by this. Yeah, I don't know how the hell this ended up on our list. Okay. Well, we owe it to ourselves. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 179 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Thomas Smith for hanging out with us today. And an even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing A, the Citation Needed, and The Skeptic Right, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robinson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bossing, I'm no illusions. Promise to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. Cancer Girl got cured of cancer and then killed by a lightning bolt. And Brock Thornhill drowned to death in all that golf pro pussy. <laughs> he was 39. The actor who played Larry eventually leveringly caressed a penis and realized that was okay. He <laughs> had had a happy ending. Hey, no, I don't know if it matters, but I think you might have misheard me in the beginning. I was saying since I was replacing Eli, I felt like I actually had to be funny for once was the gist I was going for with that joke. I was, it was a joke at my own expense. But Oh, uh, right. On. No, I, I thought you were saying because you've replaced Heath before and, and you felt no need to be funny. When you oh, man, that. I didn't even think that. That's oh, how I took it. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I honestly did not even. I was joking like I normally come and don't worry about even bothering being funny. I gotcha. But uh I uh, I think maybe your way's better. So yeah, keep it. Keep <laughs> it. There no, <laughs> hilarious joke, Thomas. Hilarious joke. <laughs> Crushed it. You did exactly what you uh, said you would need to do. You were so fucking funny when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.